Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Verse 6 says, And he said unto me, These sayings. Now we have a commentary, you see, on it. The prophecy is finished. He said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Now, go, uh, you're familiar enough with the first uh, three verses to notice that that's an exact uh, uh, paraphrase of it. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he said and signified by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Now verse 6 says, He said, the angel said unto John, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. That's verse 1, you see. And verse 2. Uh, verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Uh, and in, uh, in verse 3, uh, it says, uh, For the time is at hand. All right. Then uh, uh, verse 7 also says, Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Now we know that this book contains a prophecies. Prophecies. That prophecy means something that's future. from At least from the time of John. And the question is, has the, from the time of John, has this scripture been fulfilled? And when people tell me that, uh, try to, uh, try to tell me that, uh, when Peter says, uh, the, this earth is gonna melt with fervent heat, that he's talking about Judaism melting, and that the new heaven is the gospel, well notice, when did Peter write his testimony? Peter wrote long after Jerusalem was destroyed. I mean, the, I mean, he lived, uh, not, I mean, from the time that, uh, that the, uh, Baal in the temple, Christ dying, which destroyed the, uh, the sacrifices and everything. Of course, the, uh, temple wasn't destroyed until 40 years after Christ had, uh, 38 years after he'd gone back to heaven, or 70 AD. And Peter possibly wrote, uh, somewhere in, in the 40s or, or late 50s. A.D. But the temple, Christ had died. The temple had been, the, the veil had been torn asunder. There was no, uh, as far as Peter, James and John, the twelve disciples and the apostles, they no longer brought animals to Jerusalem for them to worship as a medium through which to worship God. 
So when Peter wrote that the uh, that the earth shall be dissolved, the heaven shall uh, uh, pass away. He's talking about something in the future from his time. Well, uh, uh, Jesus had already said, "Upon this rock I build my church." It wasn't the beginning of the church that was going to uh, come into existence. John, uh, Peter's talking about something that's going to pass out of existence. Whether it's a new heaven or whether it's a new earth. He's talking about, he says, nevertheless, we look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And seeing that, he says, what manner of persons ought we to be? Well, uh, verse uh, 7 says that uh, Revelation is a book of prophecy. It tells us that it ought, these sayings ought to be kept. But uh, to keep a saying, is to, you've got to know a saying before you can keep it. You've got to have some knowledge about it. You've got, if you're going to treasure the things said in here, if you've got the seven promises to the seven churches, unless you know that there were seven promises made to them, and that those promises consisted of reigning with Christ and living with him forever and ever. See? Why, uh, how is a man going to live in the, uh, uh, the blessings of that promise or the anticipation of it if he doesn't believe it's going to be fulfilled when Christ comes back? So he just, he just can't do it. Now, uh, in verse 7, uh, verse 8, he says, And I, John, saw these things. Now, what we have is something that uh, I witness. There was an eyewitness of these accounts. Certainly they were visions, but they were given to him by uh, direct at the hands of God. And he not only was told it to write down, but he saw it acted out just as on a screen before his eyes. And then he sat down and wrote about it, what God told him to write. What is it? The Word of God. It's the testimony of Christ and the things that John saw. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, now that's at the hands of this angel, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. That was the angel message. That's the whole uh, theme showing how that uh, they would worship God forever and ever. Serve him. They're, he's there in person. You don't have to worship through an angel. And then he said, uh, uh, And he saith unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecies of this book. Second time here, now it's called a prophecy. And a man tells me that it's a symbol. There's a whole lot of difference between a symbol and a prophecy. Prophecy is telling you something that's going to come to pass or is a description of that which is coming to pass. It's something in the future. 
And he said, uh, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. That's exactly what he said in verse uh, 3, when he gave him the first vision. Now when he's seen the, the last vision through the angel here, and the angel's still talking with him, here's a commentary. John, John's true. He knows that he's, he's, he hasn't seen God come down. He knows that's the end. That is, that's eternity. That completes revelation. That's a final word from God to man. And he knows that. And he enters in a conversation uh, with the angel. And the angel talks with him. And, and uh, so, uh, John was just overawed. And he was just overcome by the majesty of the things that he had seen. He's the first man that ever had seen that. And the first time, and the first time that a man hears some of these things, why, it, it has effect on a man. You let him hear it over and over and over and over again, why, a thing gets, uh, because we're, uh, we're the flesh, and we fail to appreciate it because it becomes a common, uh, place thing, and we treat it lightly. But, uh, John now, it, it stunned him so that, uh, why, he knew better than to worship an angel. He knew only that God uh, should be worshipped. This is the second time, you see, that John has had this experience in this book. All right, he, uh, and then verse 11, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. See, he hadn't lost sight of the churches, although he hadn't mentioned the churches since chapter 3. The word, the reference to the churches hadn't been mentioned since chapter 3. But all of this is still written to us for the church. I have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches, plural. Not in the church of Asia, not in the church of Palestine, not in the church of, of, of Rome, but in the churches, plural. There's no such thing as the church of any one name. They're all churches in the name of Christ. Well, it belonged to him in the various name. Because of ownership. Not because somebody labels it, it that. Then he says, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And you're getting to the end, the summary of the I am's of Jesus. And no one but John magnifies in his writings the I am. 
You know, John, the Gospel of John, you have him, I am the light, I am the life, I am the bread, I am the door, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the resurrection. And uh, so, uh, uh, <clears throat> he, he says here, I am the root and the offspring of David. Now, that was a great uh, prophecy, uh, Isaiah 53 tells us about the, uh, that he was a root out of dry ground, you know. Well, the Jew, Judah, uh, Judaism was in, uh, was in a bad state as far as a nation is concerned at the birth of Christ. They were subject to Rome, Roman rule. They were not even self-governing. And, uh, and Jesus now said, I'm the root, the offspring of David. The bright and morning star. David, uh, according to Peter, you know, in the second chapter, uh, Peter tells him what I love. Uh, David said uh, to the, uh, his Lord, uh, sit on my right hand, you know. Now, when I, who was he talking to? The Lord said to my Lord, sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. So, uh, and David, Peter said, why? Uh, it wasn't David. That same one went on to say, well, now then, his soul was not left in Hades. Nor did God uh, suffer his Holy One to seek corruption. But then he said, why? why uh, the, the one that was raised from the dead has shed forth this what you've seen and heard. Why? Because David hadn't gone anywhere. His body is here, has seen corruption. And his soul has not ascended to heaven. He tells us that. But he says that Christ has ascended. The one that God raised from the dead. All right, the root and the offspring of David. The bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say come. Let him that heareth say come. Let him that is thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto the things, unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifies these things saith, Surely I come quickly. E Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace, and this shows you that it's epistle, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Be with you. Did you talk about the churches, seven churches, to which it is addressed. See, to be sent. Now, uh, again, in those verses there, the last few verses, in verse uh, four, 18, uh, uh, this book is said to be a prophecy. Verse 19, this book is said to be a prophecy. You don't want to add to it. You don't want to take from what? 
this prophecy. Talking uh, directly, specifically uh, referring to the book of Revelation, to this letter that he had, uh, that God had given him. And of course, uh, now you can make an application uh, to any book of the Bible or to the sum total uh, collection of the 66 books of the Bible. But uh, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's referring uh, to this particular book. But this book finishes the revelation. That seals it. That's what he's saying. He says this is the end. And being the end of the book, if you don't add to it, take from it, well then uh, naturally it uh, applies to the entire book. But he is especially uh, writing to uh, to the seven churches and and he knew that it would meet opposition. He knew it would be difficult and hard to understand. And But he still, despite that, he told them not to add to it, not to take from it. These words are exhortation. These words are, 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 are I, I don't know the, uh, the order or the time, how much time may have elapsed. Uh, but now, you'll notice that the angel uh, uh, ends his message and then Jesus abruptly comes on the scene. Uh, and uh, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give. I am Alpha and Omega. See, blessed are they that do his commandments. You see, Christ uh, is uh, uh, stepping in between the words from the angel to John and making, uh, uh, making statements. And he says... Uh, for without, blessed are they that do his commandments, they that have right. I, Jesus, verse 16, I, Jesus, I am the root. Verse 17, the spirit and the bride say come. Let him that hear it. Now here is a, uh, here is a, the, uh, what you call a, the invitation. The invitation, the worldwide proclamation of the gospel. To whom? Uh, to the to the whole world. In particular, what he that heareth, he that's a thirst, he that wills, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life free. That's an expression, figurative expression, referring, of course, to eternal life, salvation. In that sense, in, in that seventeenth verse, there, who is the spirit and who is the bride? All right. Uh, all right, the, the bride uh, is he had to, that's the city, that's the holy city. That's the people of God. That's every child of God. And that's the inhabitants of the new city, the holy city, the new Jerusalem. That's the eternity. See? He said, Come, the bride hath made herself ready. Come and I'll show you the bride. And then uh, then you have uh, God dwelling with them. With the bride, that's the marriage. That's that's actually the marriage. The supper, uh, uh, the feast is not even described, other than um, chapter twenty-two simply tells you that uh, here's fruit, here's feast, here's uh, leaves for the healing of the nations. See everything, showing that there is uh, a complete, perfect supply. 
Nobody will thirst. Nobody will want. That's the reason why these old songs say, when I get to heaven the first 10,000 years, I'm going to sit down there, you know, and I'm going to eat me some molasses. I'm going to sop it in that butter. And I'm going to just eat, eat biscuits and molasses and ham for the first 10,000 years. And he said, I, he said, I, when I get that done, maybe I'll know what I'm going to do next. Well, uh, I don't know about, uh, just so much lashes, but I know one thing that the, we can't understand the body, uh, of eternity, but we know that when he appears that we're going to have a body. We're going to have a glorified body. We're going to be, uh, I don't know where it will, be even necessary for us to turn to eat. But uh, if his body was uh, the whole background of eternity is expressed by the feast at which the Jews was a prominent uh, festival. A marriage and a feast were the two things that symbolized uh, peace and joy and uh, and a fullness of this earth's goods. In other words, they had no worry, nothing to worry about. And uh, the uh, when Jesus said, uh, uh, talk about uh, <coughs> eating and drinking with them, they would uh, until he drank it new in the kingdom of God. And I believe it refers to the abode. There are some things in that last chapter there, the last portion, that's difficult. Uh, but, uh, when they're talking about the Spirit of God, say, come, come where? Well, is it in the gospel? Yeah, well, uh, that's right, that's right. It's, uh, uh, you see, he has just, he's fini- he finished up the note. Yeah. Describing the joys of eternal life. Yeah. And now, the preaching of the gospel. Here he's exhorting what to do about the preaching of the gospel. And uh, we are to preach it. It's uh, and the hearer, the thirsty, they, they, they'll, uh, there'll be reception. There'll be some that'll drink and some that'll receive it. be some that'll believe it. What would, what would I say about that God shall take away his part and the book of life? What is that? All right. All right. Now, that's against the image. You notice back, we, we had the book of life before, uh, that none entered the city save whose names were written in the book of life. Now, uh, the, in the different countries, Rome, Greece, why, the registry of citizens' names, well, if they did so-and-so, if they, just, uh, if they changed politics or something, somebody got mad at them, uh, boy, they expelled them. They'd just write their names out of their registration. They couldn't vote, in other words. And they, they could be written out. But the book of life, the, the Lord, the, the symbolism, the figure of speech uh, throughout the Revelation, the Bible, is... That one's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, uh, before the foundation of the world. That's the, that's the ones that'll, that'll dwell forever in eternity. Now, there was uh, other books. 
you notice there were many books, and the, the books of just these in the in the cities, different cities, and when they did things, they took them out, and that's what uh, and that's what that's referring to, uh, as I understand it, and uh, it it has, it's not teaching, not talking about the subject of well, now you might lose your salvation. That's our eternal life. It's not that at all. It's just goes to to show the opposite that those written in the Lamb's Book of Life were, are the only ones that uh, will enter into uh, this holy city. Let me ask something else now. As to him that overcometh is a great promise. Yeah. The believer overcomes through Christ. Right. That's the only way. That's he shows that he's overcoming through Christ by his love to him. Right. He shows his love to him by doing what he said. Right. A person that don't want to do what he said has no right to claim his love to the Lord Jesus. That's right. He now, has got no, that pretty well. In that's right. Now. That's right. He he has no, and you have no right to regard him as such. You see, of course, you're not to mistreat him anyway. It's for yeah. to him go on. But now, a man that's... Uh, Some children of God will show their love more than others. Oh, yes. They'll be weak Different and they will be strong. That's right. But there's no such a thing as a child of God having no desire to overcome. Is it? Yeah, that's right. That's his whole purpose. Uh, that's the... That's how he brings God received glory in this right. continual... Freely you have received, freely give. You know, we kind of staggered through those verses, but uh, you need to, uh, those that pertain to that glory there, you need to need to notice that. And uh, and, and see, there are many more. I just jotted down a few there. Uh, Call to mind a few of them. Uh, but uh, that's uh, uh, an interesting, interesting subject to me all the way through because it was a glory. You know, when it, uh, what was it they said? The glory of God? Call it Ichabod? Yeah. What? Yeah. What was it? The glory of God is the part. See? The emphasis throughout the, 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 the Bible is on the glory of God. Glory of God. The glory. And, and when Jesus prayed that we might behold his glory. What glory? The glory that he had with the Father before the world was. Now, brother, we don't know what that was. We don't know all about that. But that's what he's going to reveal. In the days to come. Throughout eternity. And and that's that's the reason why there's no temple. We won't have to we won't have to go. We we can we can get our answers direct. This gospel <clears throat> fell on the good ground uh, all of them produced something. Right. That fell on the bad ground didn't produce anything. That's right. This good ground did overcome, didn't it? Right. And I got that all that's right. in shape yeah, there. Right. Uh, that, that's right. First, I, what I'm concerned, the way I understand it, yes, sir, you don't have any of these uh, uh, getting them over in them other two classes, them stony ground here. But these but he's still not overcoming without the blood of the Lord Jesus. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. That's the basis. And we show that we're included in that and have a part.
Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.